coming to you live from BGM Pittsburgh. You're listening to the 3PL Premier League podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Mike. With me is Kev and Josh. Coming up on today's show, we'll break down Swansea's attempt to claw their way out of the relegation zone. We'll discuss Spurs' lack of offensive punch, Liverpool's disappointing draw against the Hammers, and all of the league action from this past weekend. But first, what's going on this week, guys? Totally seeing Rogue One Thursday nights, IMAX 3D. I am so excited. Is that is that is that opening night? Uh, yeah. So just like I don't, this is something that always bothers me. So it used to be midnight releases were a big thing. You know, on Thursday they would have a midnight release of a movie, and it was like everyone stands in line, and it's it's a lot of hardcore fans would go because it's midnight. You, yeah. you, you don't go unless you really want to. And then the movie theaters kind of got angry that not as many people would be coming as they wanted. So they decided to push it back to 7 p.m. So now the the new midnight release is a Thursday night release at 7 p.m. So essentially all movies come out on Thursday now instead of on Friday. On Friday. So, yeah, it's 7 p.m. Thursday IMAX. Are, are you going to go full bore and, like, dress up? Or... I don't really have, like, I don't have a, surprisingly enough, I don't have, like, a Star Wars cosplay type thing going on at all. Um, I mean, I just have a lot of Star Wars shirts and that kind of stuff. So I'll definitely be sporting Star Wars something, but I won't be cosplaying as anything. I still have some Mandalorian armor I have to build that is, you know, still in pieces right now. So Nice. (laughs) Not done on that yet. It's been a couple years. I've kind of been holding off on doing that. Um but something that is interesting about the whole thing is it's assigned seating. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. It, it's it's only the first showing that is assigned seating. All the rest of the showings like after that are just normal, you know, American movie theater show up early and get in line. But this one is like when we bought our tickets, we got to pick our seats, which is common in other s- countries. But in the United States, you don't see it as much. So hmm. I was kind of excited for that. That's awesome. Kev, Back I, row, right in the middle. I'm happy. <laughs> I was going to say, Kev, I don't know if you remember, but when we were younger and the third Lord of the Rings movie came out. Oh, I remember and that. We're going, we're going way off on a tangent here. But they, they, <laughs> the movie theater near us had, um, the day before the third movie came out, they played the extended versions of the first two in theaters back to back. And That's then awesome. they did the third one that we got to see before anybody else got to see it. But that was even that was like you got to get up and move around and find they different like seats. Shut and... down the theater too. It was just us. Yeah, it was nuts. Right. I'm actually going to a uh, Lord of the Rings party uh, here in a couple weeks. Uh, all marathon, all three movies. Yes. So that should be fun. It's it's one of those things that as the holidays rolls around, just because of you know it was every year for three years around the holidays. Now I'm yeah. like I should watch I should watch Lord of the Rings again. So, um, good movie. That that doesn't really segue into what we're going to talk about <laughs> at all. So yeah, Swansea. Huh? Swansea. Yeah. How about how about the Swans? Um, I'm trying to think if there's any. No, not really. Okay. So Swansea versus Sunderland. As we were going through and picking the games uh, that we were going to talk about this week, we thought it would be fun to talk about sort of the uh, the battle of the bottom, uh, Swansea versus Sunderland. And you know, give it to the Swans. They they poured on after halftime, getting all three of their goals after the 50th minute to win three nothing. In terms of takeaways from this game, I, yeah, I mean, I have, I have a number of takeaways. I thought you were going <laughs> into something there, I, so I just kind of waited. But No, no, no. I, I can go into something. Kev, do you have a yep. takeaway that you want to talk about? Oh, no. I, 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 the biggest, it, upon reflection on the game, it's, you know, if you would have asked me about two weeks ago, 
Like, oh, the bottom three is going to be the bottom three for the rest of the season. That's it. They're all crap. Like, and but Swansea and Sunderland. I mean, what? So Sunderland before this game won like three of their last four or something like that, and then now Swansea's kind of they looked completely dead and buried. But now they're starting to put some decent performances back to back. Lorente looks like he's gonna maybe kick on from here. So I, I think it, it, it's exciting from the um what's it innocent bystander perspective like if you're not a fan of any of these teams it's exciting because i mean to have just the bottom three teams like you know they're going down by january i mean that's fine but now at least it's going to be a bit more exciting come april it seems that yeah way, sunderland has won as you yeah. say sunderland has won three of their last five um unfortunately they do have chelsea coming up next um right above them is now hull Hull has five points out of their last five games. Um, and then you have Swansea that uh, currently sitting on seven points out of their last five games. So not terrible, um, but, you know, there's also West Ham that's just above them, only one point ahead. You have Middlesbrough, Crystal Palace, they're only three points out of the relegation zone. So, I don't, yeah, I don't think we've seen sort of the end of, of that battle. Um, do you so guys think, I mean, just from the little bit we have so far, do you think Swansea could actually stay up? Or do I you mean, think you're going to, most likely, they're out of all the teams that are down there right now, I think a lot of people have Swansea as, you know, the ones that are probably staying in the relegation zone. Mike? Uh, <laughs> I Honestly, I think there's a couple of different things that make me think that they may make their way out. Um, you know, first of all, you look at some of the teams above them. You have some teams that have been spiraling, like Crystal Palace, Middlesbrough, even West Ham. You know, the fact that they're at 17th, which we'll talk about, I think was a little bit surprising. But there were some signs of life in this game. Um, you know, specifically, you have Lorente, who now has four goals in three games for Swansea. He's starting to pay off since uh, since Bradley came around. And the second goal that Swansea got, um, you know, I was reading a number of articles and, and watching some recaps, and it was clearly a setup play. Um, it was a mm-hmm. set piece. It was basically a corner kick, and you could sort of see all the pieces moving together. Where, um, you know, who was it? Jay Fulton um, intentionally sort of made space in front of Lorenti, not knowing where the ball was going and knowing he wasn't going to get the ball, and basically just making a hole for the ball to go through once Lorenti got it. Um, that's encouraging to me because that's not just, you know, let me come in and rely on the players. That's something they clearly worked on in practice and it paid off in a game. Now it's Sunderland who are now last place in the league. Yeah. So who knows, you know, are they going to be doing this against Chelsea? Probably not, but I think we've they seen don't, they don't some need to of the players like Chelsea. that's the thing. I mean, these are the games right. they need to be doing it against. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you, I think, you know, I think Lorente has shown, you know, signs. We've talked about Sigurdsson before. I think they have some pieces that, you know, if they can hold on to them in the transfer window, can help them get just outside of the relegation zone. Um, I could I could easily see them being 16th, 17th-ish, um, which would be great for, you know, Bob Bradley. There, there were a number of articles out there talking about, you know, how hard the criticism has been on him, and, and justly so. He says, you know, it's hard on anybody, but he also thinks that some of it is just because he's the first American manager. And so it's, it's doubly, you know, people want to come out, but he expects it. Like he's not, he's not, he's not saying this isn't fair. It's just, this is what it it is. And I would also say that it's not just because he's American 
uh, coach, the first American coach, it's also because he got hired by American owners. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little bit of that, too. I feel like if it was any other team that didn't have American owners, it would feel like, okay, he got in. And let's see what he can do. But since it is American owners, you're kind of like, well, that feels weird. <laughs> like, like, what's that about? Um, but yeah, that that was my big reason for asking that question because obviously I want to see if Bob Bradley can stay in the Premier League. And if I got a feeling if they go under, uh, he's not going to be around next year. So I, I definitely want to see him at least keep him out of rele- relegation. Yeah. It's also kind of interesting from the other manager point of view, uh, David Moyes. I mean, wow, <laughs> he's coaching yeah. a team that's in last place that seems really weird to me I, I, i've always been a Moyes fan so yeah yeah no i mean i, I think going back to swansea I, the i think the one thing they have going for them is you know you can even if you have a really crap team if you set up correctly you know you can get you can get decently good at pulling out like maybe no nils just kind of putting everyone behind the ball Whereas if, if you're going to have, I mean, so you can kind of defend in numbers in that way. When you still need to score goals, that's more difficult to kind of plan for if you have a bad team. And it, it would seem like right now, at least Swansea's form players are probably Sigurdsson and Lorente, two attacking players. So if you can if you can kind of set everything up else, you know, well and then maybe look to Sigurdsson or Lorente to nick a goal for you here or there, you know, that's, that's something that you could at least kind of lean on a bit. Um, I mean, for me, Hall look buried. Just, I mean, it, not. I mean, just from everything that's going around from a club standpoint. Um, not only you know the players, manager, all that kind of stuff. I, I don't. I wouldn't expect Hall to get out. Um, and then from there on, yeah. I mean, it gets exciting. I, I wouldn't expect West Ham to linger. Crystal, I wouldn't. I mean, Crystal Palace have too much talent to linger down there. But you know, you never know with them. I think Burrow are a bit blunt up front. But I, yeah, I don't know. And then after that, it's. It's, it's it's interesting. Yeah. And, you know, to Bob Bradley's credit, it, there was a lot in the papers, too, about him making five changes to the team that got shellacked 5 nothing by Spurs the week before. And those changes seemed to play in Swansea's favor. He went from a 4-3-3 to a 4-2-3-1, having Sigurdsson sit behind Lorente and be more of that playmaker. Um, and especially in that second half, it, it worked well for them. So I think that's the only reason why I'm slightly optimistic about them getting out of the relegation zone. Obviously, there's an emotional attachment to it. But, um, but yeah, I think if, if he's willing to tinker, the biggest wild card for me is going to be what's ha- what happens here at the transfer window um, in terms of whether they're able to keep players or if they get players. How serious are these American owners about flashing money on players? Who knows? So... Yeah. Um, the other thing is that, you know, Swansea easily could have been up 5 nothing, but, you know, shout out to Jordan Pickford, who really did everything you could ask of a goalie for Sunderland. He made a number of, of really huge saves. Well, let me say shout um, out, not like, as if he's like, you know, he's out. Yeah, he's listening. Shout out. He's, out. <laughs> he's, he's listening. Shout out to Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> he's at the pub. I know. I know. It's all right. I got you, Jordan. Don't worry. Um, but no, I, I thought he had a he had a really good game. Um, aside from you know letting in three goals, yeah. But. I mean, I mean, going <laughs> yeah, back to the, that. the the I mean, like how I mentioned Lorente and Sigurdsson being the players that Swansea can kind of lean on. You know, it it seems like Pickford is having a good season. I haven't watched a lot of Sunderland games, but from what I've read mm-hmm. about him and and from what I've seen on the highlights, he is a pretty good young goalkeeper. Um, and then on top of that, once again, it seems like. 
I mean, if if Anicha B and Defoe can kind of keep their little mini partnership going right here, um, I mean, Defoe is just as solid as you can be. He's, I mean, he's going to be a, a consistent six, you know, seven out of ten every week. Um, and if Anicha B can kind of stay on form, then then that could help as well. So, no, I don't know. Yeah, it's um, but yeah, I, I'm a big admirer of Pickford. I'd be, I'd be curious to see, I, I, if Sunderland get relegated at the end of the season, I would be surprised if Pickford's still still there. So the win moves Swansea into 18th, so one point away from being out of the relegation zone, three points from 15th. Uh, they've got six points in the last three games that we said. This week they travel to West Brom on Wednesday and Middlesbrough on Saturday. Uh, West Brom put up a fight against Chelsea this weekend. They're going to be a tough match, but it's not out of the realm of possibility the Swans can pick up some points against Middlesbrough, so we'll see. The loss moves Sunderland into last place with Chelsea on Wednesday and Watford on Saturday. So... Um, Unfortunately, love, it sounds like it's going to be more rough times ahead for Sunderland. West Brom are becoming my new second favorite team. Like, they're incredible. I love watching them play for some reason. I don't know why. But, yeah, I mean, the I mean, we're not talking about the Chelsea game. But, uh, but yeah, that was, that was a great game to watch, too. I'll mention yeah. it. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> it's It, it was a uh, – I, I don't want to say – no, I'll say it. It was a disappointing weekend for the three of us personally. Um, yeah. In this case, you know, <laughs> Everton lost, Spurs lost – um liverpool might as well have lost but uh they got the draw <laughs> we'll get to that uh but the game we're, we're talking about next is united versus spurs um spurs it's like they came just to watch they generated really no offense um and they went down one nothing to united thanks to a mkhitaryan goal in terms of takeaways for this you know honestly i felt more confident that united was going to get a second goal than i ever did that spurs were going to equalize um, I honestly, I, the scoreline could have been worse for Spurs. But it was like a 90 seconds in, Pogba passed the ball right to Loris, and then there, later he ripped one off the crossbar. It, yeah, this was a game that United deserved to win, which it pains me to say. But <laughs> yeah, and along those lines, it, so you know they go up. What was it, 90 or 29th minute or something like that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then after that, it. it it was more barely holding on from Spurs than anything, and I, I thought maybe you know they could sneak one in, and it just wasn't gonna happen. I don't know. I do. Was there any shots on goal really by Spurs? No, I mean there were a few around. I think they might have three shots on target total. I mean, they they had the Wanyama chance, right? I mean there was a set piece. That's right. Wanyama had he like that it free. I mean. He should have scored. I mean, he, I mean, so there that could have been one-one, and yeah. you're looking at a Tottenham performance where you can kind of say, yeah, okay. Like, I mean, because look, Tottenham. I mean, barring what last week's result was it when they played Sunderland? No, Swansea. Swansea. When you said they yeah. just kind of tonked them. I mean, you know, you don't expect Tottenham to blow anyone out. You expect them to be solid at the back and. And so if if Wanyama puts that in, I'm I'm looking at that result. I'm looking at that game, seeing. Okay, like, you know, United are home, Tottenham will go away, and yeah, they have to soak up some pressure, but they can do that. They have the defense to do that and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think a lot of people, at least me especially in October, early November time, you know, I, Tottenham, we're certainly in the conversation of, yeah, they can push for the title here. They still could, I mean, but 10 points off right now is, is a you're, big... You're being generous. Well, yeah, yeah but I mean, they have... <laughs> If Kane gets some form, if Son 
comes back into form. Erickson's been playing decently well. They have the defense there. They have, they're going to have a break off of Champions League now. I don't actually don't even know. Did, I, did they are they progressing in their group? I'm not sure. No, they're done. Okay. They're they're done from Champions League. So, they, so. I mean, you know, now they're going to they're going to have a break from that. I mean, Leicester showed us how nice it can be when you're not playing Champions League. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, I think they're, they're certainly not they're, – they're a little challenged top four easily. Um, but they'll, they'll have a, they have a bit of a small mountain to climb now if they want to push for the title, I think. Well, and I think, you know, the, the lead that Chelsea's opening up, I think everybody's going to be – having a hard time pushing for the title at this point but this team is very I don't want to say streaky I don't think streaky is the right word but you know they have games where they go into what was it Man City and they walk away with a win and they look like world beaters and then you have games like this where it's just like yeah like the, the only creativity in this game for them it felt like and we've seen this all season was from Sun like it the only person who was like I'm gonna take this team on my shoulders and I'm just gonna score out of nothing is coming from him. Otherwise, everything was just very robotic. It was just it I, I, uninspired. Maybe you know, I I thought I have here in my notes that I thought that Deli Alley showed flashes of that creativity earlier in the season, but I, there were times that I didn't even recognize he was on the field. It's just. I think. And, and, do you think that's like a a lack of like form, or what do you think? Like depth i don't know like it's hard to tell because it does feel like you're getting two different teams sometimes with with tottenham so i don't know if it is because they just don't have the you know the depth to actually hold it but i i, I mean i think it's yeah i've the only teams i've seen that don't go through patches like this are like leicester of last season and chelsea so far this season i mean every every single team i you know i think liverpool are experiencing it now I think City are experiencing it over the past month or so. I've, I've never seen a, a team, even, like, it's it's tough to even be, like, consistently bad. And, like, Sunderland and Swansea are showing us that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we kind of wrote them <laughs> off, and they can't even be consistently bad at it. So I think it's it's especially, especially I think, in the Premier League. Um, you know, I've, I've watched it now for coming on to nine years. And it's it's so rare to have a team that's just, solid and consistent and puts in a similar level of performance week in week out and i think it, it was always going to be tough for tottenham um especially with an injury to harry kane and champions league and all that kind of stuff but yeah I, it's i don't i don't know if there's one thing you can point to and then say well but you know just fix that and they're good I, I, you know united <laughs> went through it early in the season now they're picking it up a bit so I mean, I think that my hope was uh, when Kane was out, there was definitely that stretch where I think they didn't have any goals for like three games or something like that, um, mm-hmm. and they were just struggling offensively. And then Kane came in, Kane came in there we go, um, and put a few away, and it seemed like they were clicking on all cylinders again, and then you have another performance like this. And, and I think in a lot of this, you know, we're talking just about Spurs. I don't want to discount what Man United was able to do. Um, because we've talked about before, or at least on the last show, we mentioned how they're not a terrible team. The ball just hasn't been bouncing their way, and and they are now starting to round into form a little bit. Yeah, they are. Um, they're they're not a team. I I don't think they're they have a shot at, at you know catching Chelsea, but do they have a shot at playing their way into the top four? Potentially, I think they still need to figure some things out. But um, 
No, United yeah, are keep United are picking up momentum for sure. I mean, Pogba is. I think the thing is they're not just kind of clicking into it. It's a slow build up right now. I mean, I, from what I've seen, you know, United were just a little better than they were last week, and the previous week that you know they they just, they just keep. I would expect them to do the same thing next week. I I don't see them kind of turning it turning it on out of nowhere and blowing someone out. Um, but uh, but I think they'll keep progressing, keep getting progressively better, and I think. The things are starting to settle. I mean, Mkhitaryan is going to be kind of a rough... I mean, I don't know. I say he's going to be a rough miss. How many times has he like had starts for United this season? Not a lot. So it's not like they've really relied yeah. on him this season. Um, and I, I I, mean, I don't know. I haven't seen how serious the injury is that he picked up at the end of the game. I Part of me was like, this is all just milk and time. Like, yeah, bring the stretcher out, carry me off. It didn't <laughs> look bad, but... I also didn't see anything that said he's going to be out like six weeks, you know, like a Coutinho sort of situation. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and maybe that's just me uh, being harsh. The, the the goal he took, it, it was a nice goal. I mean, it wasn't flashy, but it was, you see so many other, you know, good or average players completely. As like, you do air quotes. Yeah, air quotes. Nobody, yeah. nobody can see your air quotes. <laughs> it's not good podcasting material. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, you see a lot of other people just completely miss that shot, and then it goes in the archives, and no one ever talks about it again. I mean, he, his pace, his first touch to get him in front of the defender, and then just to rip it past a really good goalkeeper on the day with Lloris. I thought Lloris had a really good game. But, yeah, no, it's – the last thing I want to see right now is that United slowly getting better, and I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah, A Pogba who actually go, yeah. you know gets a goal instead of hitting the, the crossbar. Yeah. It, I don't know. So far, Pogba has been the one bigger disappointment for me as far as potential for that team. You see flashes. You're like, he's he's awesome. Oh, wait, no. Okay. <laughs> what, he, yeah, yeah, he was the one who lost Wanyama in that set piece, right? I mean, he was no man's yeah. land. But, uh, yeah. yeah. He was the one 90 seconds in that basically had a wide open shot. I mean, the build-up play for Man United was just like, wow. And and he just inside of his foot passed it right at Loris. And then, um, yeah, and then ripped it off the crossbar. So, yeah, he's another one that if he starts getting hot, everybody's got to watch out. Yeah, I, I think February, yeah. he he's going to be, like, scary. I, I, that's, that's my prediction. I hope it's not the case. But I, I but <laughs> I have a feeling that, like, late February, early March, he's just going to be yeah. – he, he's going to become the player everyone expected him to be. And then transfer window happens, and we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the loss keeps Spurs at fifth, now 10 points behind Chelsea at the top. They'll get Hull on Wednesday and Burnley on Sunday, so hopefully they can figure things out and get back into the top four. With the win, United creep to sixth, only three points behind Spurs. United, they get Crystal Palace on Wednesday and cap your team, West Brom, on Saturday. My team. Um, <laughs> your team. <laughs> so up next on the docket, as always, we have Liverpool versus West Ham. So in this game, Liverpool struck first with a Lallana goal four minutes into the game, but they had to battle back after goals from Pyatt and Antonio gave the Hammers the lead. Ultimately, the game ended in a 2-2 draw. Kev, I have a lot of, like, I don't want to say deep topics that I wrote down about Let's this game, but I just want to open it up. Him, I just want to open it up. What, what, were your, what were your thoughts on this game, Kev? Yeah, I mean, just more frustration. I think it's... It's weird because, you know, Lana goal, Lana's goal goes in, the crowd's up for it, and we look really good at the beginning. And I'm thinking, yeah, like, this is this is Anfield. This is what Liverpool are like at home. 
and it's a fortress again, blah, blah, blah. And uh, last week was a blip, and we're back on it. And then it just completely got stale. Um, I mean, I don't... I'm wondering if it got stale because the players allowed it to get stale or if it got stale because, you know, we'll talk about the Payette goal um, from the free kick. I wonder if it got stale because that goes in and then all of a sudden all the players are looking at Karius thinking, like, really? Like, again? Come on. Like, bail us out one time, please. And so (laughs) I I think that could be really... uh, that could be really disheartening as a player. Um, but yeah, I mean, what it's, we scored five goals in the last two games and only come out with a point in the last two games. I mean, that's, yeah, it's, it's not good enough. And I think what's worrisome is a couple weeks ago. Are you, I, are I, you on the train? Are you getting on the train? <laughs> Which train? What are you talking about? <laughs> the, the, the Liverpool's defense is something you need to worry about train. Oh. slowly yeah slowly yeah it's, <laughs> it's coming up at the station and i'm thinking about jumping on um it's no I, I think if you asked me a couple weeks ago and i think if you asked a lot of Liverpool fans a couple weeks ago all of us are very yeah like title challenge we have the team to do it we have the manager to do it and this could and it still can be i think genuinely quote unquote our year and to have i don't want to put it all on the keeper I don't want to put it on maybe a single defender on the defense, but to have a keeper <laughs> just just like kind of lose it for us, consistent and can continue us to not only not win us points, but to lose us points is just like come on, like we're sorry. My I, I think it, Josh, you mentioned before I'm, I hit the table when I talk. I think I was hitting the table there. I have to apologize. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Check myself. Stop hitting the table. Yeah. I did. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> it's emotional. I understand. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, Kev, that was going to be my question is, you know, it, it seems like especially a lot of people in the media are calling out Carius and just saying that it wasn't good enough. And honestly, you know, the, the Pyatt goal, Pyatt had a set piece, uh, I don't know, about 20 yards out, maybe a little bit further out. And the wall was there. The wall didn't move. He He easily just put it right up over the wall, but it wasn't even like he put it bottom corner out of Karius's reach like Karius sort of fell and probably could have got to that and he didn't um yeah and then I, I, this I, I think we'll just go on in the piecle is yeah you're completely right a it wasn't in the corner and b at least on tv it didn't seem like it was hit with like a, excuse me it, it, it didn't seem like it was hit with like a ton of pace like it, it was you know it was it was, mm-hmm. it was a hard shot but it wasn't like a you know, Pogba, Ronaldo, just ripped free kick. And so the fact that two of the, you know, wasn't in the corner, wasn't hit with tons of power, he, he should be getting it. And it's, he seems like he's a little too far over to his left. He can maybe take a step to his right. He's telling Pyatt where to put it. He's really only giving him one option. And he puts it there, and it's not even that great of a free kick, and it goes in. So it's, yeah. it's tough. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm less critical about Antonio's tap-in um you know I'm he, still he came out <laughs> no so so the play was what there was a long ball that came over the top it deflected off of a liverpool player yeah. and took a weird skip so i think it was matip yeah. basically like lost it after it took the deflection and that freed antonio and carries came out to play it he did like a crazy little like split arm up thing and antonio just gave it a little tap klein tried to chase it down before it trickled into the net and just couldn't get there if you're a keeper in that situation i don't 
know what you do. I mean, you have to come out and put your body in front of it to try to challenge, but it, there was no defensive help there. So, Kev, right. why, why are you being critical? Well, I'm being critical because I think it's he. It's everything leading up to that moment. So I think. I mean, and I couldn't. You know, this I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a player. I'm not a goalkeeper. I wasn't there in the stadium. I'm only seeing what the TV shows, but. It seems You're like banging your hand on the table. Sorry, folded <laughs> <laughs> hands in my lap. All right. Um, so it se- it seems like he, while watching it, he probably had enough time to like watch the deflection happen, and then make his decision of either you're coming out hard and you're claiming that, or just stay back in your net and force Antonio to do a bit more with it. Because once he comes that far out and now, now he's caught. Now I realize, ah, oh, crap, if I close him down anymore, I'm not getting there, or I could risk a red card and a penalty. And he can't backpedal because he's face-to-face with Antonio. So once he's in that position, I agree, there's not much he can do. But it's he needs to make that decision earlier of either, A, he's coming out hard and claiming that ball, or B, he's staying back. Because I think even if he stays back, I think Antonio is moving so fast, and he has Klein coming in on him where... You know, he finishes that with kind of like a really weird flick. He doesn't get a lot of power on it, but he knows as long as he gets it past Karius, it's going in. So if Karius is sitting back a bit more, Antonio probably needs to take another touch, which pushes him for, if, which closes down the angle even more, gives Klein a bit more time to get back, and then gives Karius, I think, a better shot. So I'm only critical because of that initial decision right when it takes the deflection. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I, I hate being critical of individual players at the team game, all that kind of stuff. Every, every player goes through a run of bad form. I mean, so this isn't unusual. Every player makes mistakes. Um, but it would be different if we're, like, fifth and, like, okay, like, you know, really far off first and no one's even talking about the title. The fact that we maybe have a chance to win the title this year, I just don't want to see something like this, you know, trip us up. But yeah. it might. That I mean, that decision seems similar to what we saw. Was it last weekend with Stecklenburg coming out to play Zlatan? Yeah where it's if you just sort of stay home for half a second and think through what you're about to do, you might have a better shot at defending it. But um. Now, with all that said, though, like I did think this game still looked like it was Liverpool's game. Yeah. Like, especially going into the second half, or like, you know, they, they get that second goal uh, early in the second half. And then after that, as I felt like they were putting the pressure on it. And it could have gone their way. I'm, I'm actually more surprised that it didn't go their way than anything because it, it looked like it was going to yeah yeah i mean it, it, you're right i mean it was in, in the most of the, in the biggest part of the second half i never thought you know we could lose this game <laughs> whereas in the board uh, yeah <laughs> as, as soon as that third goal goes in you're thinking ah crap <laughs> like this is i could i totally i totally could have seen a fourth goal coming in the Bournemouth game and it did whereas in this game you're right josh i mean i i, I don't think west ham threatened us that much but still you know, we we needed to kind of keep the pace with Arsenal and Chelsea in this game, and and it, and it was frustrating. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know if this is. I mean, Firmino looks very off. I'm I'm wondering. It's it's the man bun. Got rid of <laughs> yeah, the man got rid bun. of the ponytail. <laughs> the downfall. I'm so happy now he's going that too. vanilla ice lines in the side of the head, and it just. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm probably trading him. I'm saying I, I, I had him on my team, but as soon as he cut that man, but I'm like, nah, that you gotta be sure of yourself. Be gone. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Confidence. I think well, it seems like with Firmino not playing, I don't know. My my own little personal theory is 
that's like the Coutinho injury hurting us twice over. Like, A, Coutinho can't be in the side, but B, I think Firmino really feeds off Coutinho a lot. And it, like, does he miss him? Is that what he's doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just sad. moping around on the field. Where's my friend? <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say. mailed him the mail band button. That's where it <laughs> yeah, went. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cut it off. Wish, Wish you were yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so Kev, I mean, here's something not to, to make you worry even more, but, um, you know, I put it in the notes and it seems like Mane is sort of not necessarily playing out of his mind, but in the same way that I said that Son was the creative spark for Spurs, it felt like most of the creativity was coming from Mane. Mane had a good game. Uh, Mane, yeah. Mane and Lalana. Um, and I guess to be concerned about is, you know, with Firmino seeming to be pulled out of the action a little bit, it seems like they, they're asking him maybe to play more of the Coutinho role, which isn't really fitting him. Coutinho is going to be out for a while. Mane is likely going to be leaving for the African Cup of Nations here yeah, at the start of the year. He, he is, could, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and so this team is going to look drastically different come the new year. He could miss a matchup early in 2017 against Man United against Chelsea and potentially against Spurs, depending on when he gets back. I mean, those are three massive games for you guys. And if you don't have, you know, you'll, you'll likely still have Firmino, but if it's this form Firmino and you don't have Coutinho now, I, and I you think, don't have Mane. I think Coutinho is expected to be back by uh, January. Um, so. You're hoping. Well, I mean, I mean, that's, like, that's, that's what, that's what reports came out to say. Uh, that, that I, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, I mean, as Mane, long as, as, and also as long as Coutinho isn't off to Barcelona, he's not going. He, <laughs> there was a slight second. There was a slight second in your voice. No, no, no. no. I think because well, I, I think in the future he could be, but I don't. I don't think anyone's leaving in January. I, I think enough of the players see what could happen here, and I don't think anyone's going to want to leave it. Um, but no, I mean, I, I yeah, Mane's been. A very good player for us this season. He had a very good game this uh, against West Ham. He fell off a bit against Bournemouth, but I, so I kind of worry as a fan. But simultaneously, I mean, we knew he was going off and missing January for the African Cup of Nations. Klopp knew this. We should have things ready for this. Um, the, my my only thing is, you know. With the Firmino, Coutinho, Mane thing, the front three interchanging, very fluid, no real identified attacker. I think what we've now seen over the past couple games with Origi coming in for Coutinho, Origi just doesn't fit into that mold at all. He is a striker. He's there as a striker, and he's not doing this whole fluid thing, which is fine. I'm not gonna. I mean, that's just not the kind of player he is. It's. Uh, I, I'm not gonna knock him for it too much, but. With that, I just I don't know how. I think I think Firmino needs to play in the center, and I actually think Origi can do a job out wide. But it, for whatever reason, he's not going to do that. Coutinho coming back in could help, but once again, who knows what's going to happen with Coutinho, Firmino, and Origi, or if that needs to switch out and be something else. I I, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to see, but I'm just kind of taking it week by week <laughs> at this point. Yeah, yeah, that works. So, yeah, um, let's see here. So, Liverpool stay at third on 31 points, now six points back from lead leaders Chelsea. They'll travel to Middlesbrough on Wednesday before literally walking across town to take on Everton on Monday, which, of course, that game's on a Monday. 
I, I will. Um, I will say it like so. You just said, yeah, we are six points off the top. If you can't make up six points over more than half a season, then yeah, fine. You don't deserve to be title winners. I mean, six points isn't huge. It's it's not it's not insignificant, but it's not huge. So, I mean, I will say of all the teams to challenge Chelsea at the top, I think that Liverpool have the best shot. Um, from what we see, I constantly keep. I was gonna say, I keep, I keep discounting Arsenal. Arsenal. Like, eh, it's yeah, Arsenal, it's easy to forget about Arsenal. Honestly, it's like, oh yeah, Arsenal's doing really good too. Man, it was yeah. good. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the big matchup next Monday: Liverpool versus Everton. Uh, West Ham will face Burnley at home on Wednesday, and they'll welcome the Hull Tigers to London Stadium on Saturday. Hammers are currently 17th, just outside the relegation zone, so we'll look to try to pick up some points over the next six days. That said. Let's jump into rapid fire and talk about oh Everton boy. versus Watford. Josh, oh. start us off. All right. <laughs> I have to. <clears throat> Watford get three goals and three points at home against a very, 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 very broken Everton side. The Toffees have now gone 10 matches without winning a single game. Uh, Everton scored early in the first half with a Lukaku goal that was actually really beautiful. That was a good goal. <laughs> but they could not hold the lead. Uh, the Hornets were able to bring the score level with a goal in the 36th minute by Okaka. Uh, the second half saw a re-energized Watford who knocked away two more goals. Everton answered with another Lukaku goal in the 86th minute, but it was too little too late. It is no wonder why the little hair I have is turning gray. <laughs> Lukaku's making a uh, a case to to get out, uh, showing people that he's worth buying. <laughs> that's the only reason why he's playing. Good. That's <laughs> he's right. Just like that's you know right. what? I need to start scoring because I need to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Cav Arsenal versus Stoke. Arsenal continue to keep the pace with Chelsea as the Gunners put three past Stoke at the Emirates after going down early thanks to a converted Charlie Adam penalty. Arsenal are the only team to have lost only one game so far this season, taking place all the way back on August 14th. <coughs> Liverpool. Uh, they travel next to Goodison Park to take on Everton tomorrow. You can't see me rolling my eyes. Um, <laughs> I, I got I got Burnley versus AFC Bournemouth. Although Bournemouth dominated possession, shots, passes, pretty much every stat you can think of and look the better of the teams, Burnley got two goals in a span of three minutes to turn the time to their favor. Two stoppage time goals from Bournemouth, one at the end of the first half, the other at the end of the second half, weren't enough as Burnley went on to win three Two. The win moves Burnley within one point of Bournemouth in the table. Josh, Hull versus Crystal Palace. The match was back and forth for most of the night until Hull scored two in a row in a six-minute span, putting them up 3-2 to two with only 10 minutes left in the match. But Crystal Palace were able to steal a point from Hull in the 89th minute with a headed goal by Fraser Campbell. Uh, Hull City stay in 19th place on the table, while Crystal Palace moved down a spot to 15th. Kevin Leicester versus Man City. Very Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh way of saying that. As, as Leicester finish top in their Champions League group and refocus on league play, the question of if they'd ever return to last year's form was at least temporarily answered with a comfortable 4-2 win over Manchester City, with Jamie Vardy scoring a hat trick to end his goal drought. As surprising of a win this was for Leicester, it is perhaps equally surprising to see City have won only two in their last seven in all comps mm. since they beat Barcelona in the Champions League on November 1st. Pep needs to get it together. I feel like we need a nickname yeah. for Jamie Vardy, too. We need to work on that. Jamie Vardy's um, having a party. 
Yeah, <laughs> Chelsea versus West Brom. Chelsea got a bit of a scare as West Brom came to play and made it difficult for the Blues. Luckily, it was the EA Sports Player of November, Diego Costa, who in a great individual effort stole the ball off of Gareth McCauley, dribbled into the box, and slotted it home for Chelsea. Chelsea have now won nine straight, having not lost or drawn since playing Arsenal on September 24th. Josh, bring us home with Southampton versus Middlesbrough. All right, the bros were unable to topple the mighty Saints. In fact, they were unable to get a single goal. Southampton's 53rd minute goal, left footed shot from Boffle. I can never say his name. Uh, <laughs> proved to be the only goal in the match. I always sound like I'm like coughing like that when I say Boffle. <laughs> <laughs> the wind moved Southampton up two spots to 10th in the table, while Middlesbrough uh, dropped three spots to 16th. Good job, guys. Kev, you didn't have to just shout out scores this time. That's good. Um, getting better. I'm proud of you. You know, we're both proud of you. Yes. <laughs> you wrote things. Yeah. You had thoughts and opinions. Low bar, guys. This is what. This yeah. is how I get by. I set a very low bar for myself. And <sighs> speaking of low bar, let's talk a little bit about fantasy. Um, uh, I was finally sucked. able to get three points over Willie Hunt, no less. Um, but still don't move up or down on the table. It doesn't matter because you're just eating points every week. <laughs> I am. Every week you're like, I, I, now, I ate four points. Hold I on. Playing, though. Hold on. Here's my strategy. I got some strategy, and I don't think it's going to play out for me, but here's here's what it is. I play Kevin this week. Okay. okay. So this is like, this is for everything. If I, if I win this week and lose the rest of the games, I don't really care. It'll all be worth it. So three points. If I if I beat him, three points will actually propel me above him in the table as well. Wait, so it's seriously? not just like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really oh, bad. He has a plan. Here we go. Here we go. So I had two transfers to use and I decided to store some cash for a bigger move next weekend. So I brought in Lorente for Negredo, because I think Negredo will see. And I think that Lorente may have a chance of doing something here for Swansea if they decide to make him the focal point. I brought in Lana for Firmino. Because the man bun gone, not really doing a lot. And I think if Lalana, you know, Lalana working his way back into the team, he's a lot cheaper and can probably get just as many points as Firmino. And then to burn four points. Now, here's what I was going to do. I looked at my defense and realized that I had like three or four defenders that were all major injuries, including Mustafi, who's going to be out for like six weeks. And so I said, okay, well, I can't play you like that. So I was going to do the all-out attack card. I was going to play one of my first cards. And then I was like, no, do I really want to do that? Because the other guys who get subbed in the midfield, they're not going to be that great. So then what I said I was going to do, and I did anyway, because I'm talking to myself as I'm doing this, (laughs) is I swapped in uh, Alonzo from Chelsea on defense for Mustafi. um, Because Chelsea, this weekend play who somebody help me out here i have it on the tip of my tongue uh sunderland so it's almost a given clean sheet for them so i'll get nothing's a given. listen oh, listen to it. me listen to me i'm gonna get four i'm gonna make up my four points that i lot that i dropped there um for for bringing in alonzo so I'll, I'll get the four points for alonzo and then i'm gonna turn around <laughs> And I'm going to triple Captain Harry Kane all over your face. Do and it. Do it. Make up the points that I otherwise would have just got by some be- by some spectator in, in midfield. So what do you say to that, Kev? I say bring it because you're going down. 
Kev is going to log on on Friday uh, to check his team, realize it's too late, and still win. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's usually how this goes, just uh, so you know. Joe Allen's still a really good player, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's still on my team. <laughs> this is the problem, is that I, I take this – so seriously that I'm like, I can eat four points. It'll be fine. It'll, I'll, I'll make up for it. I'm, good, I'm, I'm smart enough to make up for this, and yet I'm still like 17th out of 20 in our league. So that, that whole rant kind of felt like the, the Bond villain telling James Bond what he's <laughs> good. He's like, here's my evil plan. And then he walks out of the room. And he walks out of the room, yeah. <laughs> uh, does anybody else do anything good in fantasy? <laughs> Nothing that uh, <laughs> intricate. Um, I'm thinking about trading Firmino. <laughs> yeah. I, I realize that he's actually still a lot more cash, though, than uh, than Lilana, actually. I was surprised. Yeah. Lilana right now is uh, only 7.1, and Firmino is 8.7 mil. Yep. Yeah, I, th- so I think if I make that trade, I'm going to be sitting on a lot of, yeah, you know, banking some monies. So I don't know if I really want to do that or not. I, think I also have Milner, but he's 6.6, so I can't make an even trade with that. Yeah. There's a number of people. I guess our our friends over at the Always Cheating Podcast were talking about uh, a lot of people making the swap of Firmino for Lalana to free up some cash and then using that cash to swap Hazard for Sanchez. Um, which why are we? Why are they getting rid of Hazard? Oh wait, you're saying bring on Hazard? No, I'm saying spend more money and upgrade Hazard to Sanchez. Um, just oh. from the recent run of form that Sanchez has been in. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, that is really good. I'm surprised people are trading him, but yeah. Yeah. Sanchez is I probably mean, a uh, step up. An interesting point that we already talked about with the Liverpool game. I mean, I bet you a lot of people are going to be dropping Mane if they have them on their team for the African Cup of Nations. I mean, he's going to be out for a month. And he's he's one of the like leading point getters in in the league right now. Yeah. He'll be an interesting one that once you get towards the end of the African Cup of Nations to so maybe snatch him back up again because his price will drop so much from so many people dropping him. Yeah. So speaking yeah. of prices dropping, I I can't get rid of Aguero even if I wanted to at this point. Like I I'm writing this out <laughs> because if I get rid of him now, I'm losing money because he's his value has obviously gone down. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, he's twelve. Uh, what was 9. he before that? It was like thirteen point one or yeah, I he was thirteen something too. Crazy. Yeah. yeah so. So, yeah, I'm stuck with them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I guess one thing to mention is, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about all of the midweek games, and there's a lot of that going on between now and really mid-January. Um, we had we, we talked about, you know, how do we want to handle that? Do we want to, you know, do a show after every sort of – um, group of games and how do you even group games some of them just blend from one day into another and we said no 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 rather than do that let's just plan on doing what we've been doing where we'll get together we'll talk every monday we'll release the show either on monday or tuesday depending on the slate of show on the slate of games and things like that keep it consistent um from now at least through the end of the year sort of reassess from there we did talk about taking a day off after christmas just because it's going to be crazy with everything else going on and there isn't going to be a slate of games that weekend to talk about anyway um but there will be games the day after christmas that monday um, but it won't be the full slate of games, so we don't want to talk about it sort of mid-group. But anyway, so that's that's what you can sort of expect from us. We will be back next Monday uh, with another show um, and uh, talking about all things 
um, Premier League. Otherwise, was there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about on this show? Just just took Firmino out and brought in Zaha, but that's, uh, that's all I did. <laughs> Making trades as we're talking. Making trades. Making things happen. Bring it, Kev. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. You can find all of our shows by going to 3plpod.com. That's new. Um, that'll redirect you to uh, our page over hey. at the BGN Network. Uh, you can also subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, etc. Leave us rev- leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. We'd be greatly appreciative. I'm thinking about working in some sort of promotion for people who do that too. So uh, you might want to get on the bandwagon early. We'll read there. them on the air. There we go. Yeah, and uh, maybe we'll send yeah. you something. We'll see. Uh, no <laughs> I feel like promises. We won't, we, like if you write a bad review, I don't think we should read that on air. <laughs> but no, we should read it on air. It'd be fun. We'll, we'll just, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's like a really, a really podcast. Todd. You think this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Todd's the bad guy all of a sudden. I don't even know a Todd. <laughs> Just, it sounded like someone who would leave a bad review on iTunes, though. Todd. Freaking yeah. Todd. <laughs> In addition to, to hitting us up over there, you can follow us on Twitter at 3PLPod. For more great soccer podcasts, head over to the Beautiful Game Network at BGNFM. Here's to a great set of midweek games, guys. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later. This is the 3PL Premier League podcast, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. Find more great football, soccer, beautiful game podcasts at bgn.fm.